Chapter Three of Andiron Tales by John Bangs. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Off in the clouds. Now the point to be decided, said the left hand iron, after he and his companions had been flying through space for some time, is where we are going. There are two or three things we can do, and Tom can have his choice as to which it shall be. Subject, of course, to my advice, said the right hand iron, with a bow to Tom. You can go where you please, if I please, see? Yes, said Tom, I see. I can have my way as long as it is your way. Precisely, said the right hand iron, with an approving nod. And as you may have heard, precisely means exactly so. You can have your way as long as it is my way, which shows how generous I am. Fond of my way as I am, I am willing to divide it with you. All right, returned Tom. I'm very much obliged. What are the two things we can do? Well, said the left hand iron, scratching his head softly, we can fly up a little higher and sit down and watch the world go round. We can take the long jump or we can visit Saturn. What was the first? asked Tom. To fly up a little higher, where we can get a better view, to sit down there and watch the world go round. It is an excellent way to travel. It's awfully easy. In fact, it isn't you that travels at all. It's the world that does the traveling. While all you've got to do is to sit down there and keep an eye on it. It's like a big panorama. Only it's real. And any time you see a place going by that you think you'd like to see more of, all you've got to do is to fly down there and see it. When you get up higher and sit down, said Tom, what do you sit on? You sit on me, and I sit on my hind legs, of course, said Left Hand Iron. Don't you know anything? Of course I do, said Tom indignantly. I know lots of things. Then I can't see why you ask such silly questions, retorted the Left Hand Iron. What do we sit on? Why, you might just as well ask a dog what he barks with, or a lion what he eats his breakfast with, and that would be as stupid as the Pokers' poem on sandwiches. Did the poker write a poem on sandwiches? asked Tom. Eight of them, returned the left hand iron. The first of them went this way. He sat upon a lofty hill and smoked his penny pipe. Ha! quoth the passing whip or will. The oranges are ripe. The other seven went like this, observed the right hand iron. The day was over, and the sixteen little darkies then found they were in a dreadful fix, like several other men. There isn't anything about sandwiches in those poems, said Tom, with a look of perplexity on his face. No, that's where the stupidity of it comes in. He wrote those poems and called them all sandwiches just to be stupid, and it was stupid. But what did he want to be stupid for? asked Tom. Just his vanity, that's all, said the right hand iron. The poker is a very vain person. He thinks he is superior to everybody else in everything. If you say to him, the gas fixture is bright tonight. He'll say, oh yes, but I'm brighter. Someone told him once that the kindling wood that started the fires was stupid, and he wouldn't even stop his bragging then. Oh yes, he said, but I'm a great deal stupider than the kindling wood, and I'll prove it. So he sat down and wrote those verses and called them all sandwiches, and everybody agreed that he was the stupidest person going. You only told me two of them, said Tom. No, the whole eight were there. To make it more stupid, the poker said that the first one was number five, and the second, the other seven. 
tom smiled broadly at this and made up his mind to cultivate the acquaintance of the poker he was boy enough to like stupidity of that sort because it made him laugh i'd like to meet the poker he said he must be lots of fun he is said the left hand iron ten acre lots of fun you'll meet him soon enough because we shall join him shortly we never go off on any of our trips without him he is a great help sometimes when we get into trouble just because he has so many sides if we fall into a pit through some misstep the poker comes along and pries us out of it if we fall into the hands of some horrible creature that wants to hurt us the poker talks to that creature as stupid as he knows how which makes the other so drowsy that he can't possibly keep awake and then of course we escape there he is now cried the right hand iron putting his right forepaw up to his ear and listening attentively i can hear him singing can't you the left hand iron stopped short and tom strained his ears to hear the poker's song for a moment he could hear nothing but then a slight buzzing sound like the hum of a bee came to his ears and in another minute he could distinguish the words of the song it was a song showing that the singer was one of those favored beings who are satisfied with what the world has given them as you will see for yourself when you hear it these are the words as they came to tom's ears sung to a soft little air which the poker made up as he went along thereby showing that he was a musician as well as a poker oh i am a poker bold and free and i poke the livelong day i love the land and i hate the sea but the sky and the clouds are there for me i dote on the milky way the clouds are as soft as a fleecy rug and as cool as cool can be the skies fit into my figure snug and they make me feel so blithe and smug that i'm glad fate made me me oh me ah me tis a lovely fate and a mission great to be like me and to love the skies and the clouds to prize and to hate the turbulent sea he he so i lift my voice and i loud rejoice that the fates have made me me hello cried the right hand iron halloa called the left hand iron that's not my name came the voice of the poker from behind a cloud just above tom's head but i know who you mean so i answer halloa yourself where are you cried lefty here called the poker no you're not called righty you're there we are here well that's neither here nor there retorted the poker poking his head out through the cloud hello who have you got there that isn't tom is it no it's sleepyhead d dormouse laughed lefty good said the poker advancing and shaking tom by the hand i was afraid it was tom not that i dislike tom for i don't i think he is one of the nicest boys i know but he weighs a good fifty-seven pounds and so far we haven't been able to get a cloud strong enough to support more than fifty-six if tom were to come up here and sit on a cloud he'd fall through and if he fell through you know what would happen no i don't said tom to whom the poker's remarks were addressed what would happen well in the first place it would spoil the cloud and in the second place if he tumbled into the sea he'd have to swim ashore said the poker sagely that's why i'm glad you're young mr dormouse and not tom dormice can sit on the flimsiest clouds we have and not break through 
what is a dormouse anyhow asked tom to whom it now occurred for the first time that he had never seen a dormouse oh jeered righty as tom asked the question the idea of not knowing what a dormouse is he's a mouse with the door to him of course said lefty which he keeps closed said the poker so that he will not be disturbed while he is asleep tom tried to imagine what a creature of that sort looked like but he found it difficult not liking to appear stupid he accepted the explanation oh he said it must be a very pretty animal oh yes said the poker but he isn't as pretty as i can be when i try my how pretty i can be but say andes where are we bound this trip we've left that to sleepyhead to decide said lefty in the usual way of course queried the poker oh yes he can't decide except as we want him to and have it go as a real decision we've given him his choice of watching the world go round going to saturn or taking the long jump and which will it be dormy asked the poker i sort of think i'd like to sit up here and watch the world go round said tom nope said righty then let's go to saturn suggested tom oh no said righty not that then there's only one thing left said tom with a sigh and that's the long jump whatever that is tom's three companions roared with laughter absurd cried righty the idea the long jump the only thing left ha 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 perfect nonsense laughed lefty i never thought dozy pate could be so dull well he isn't anything like as dull as i can be when i try said the poker he's pretty dull though i don't see where the joke comes in snapped tom who did not at all like the way the andirons and the poker were behaving if there are only three things we can do and you won't do two of them there's only one left ha 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 roared lefty poor dull dormouse said righty with a smile that was half of mirth and half sympathy you are evidently a dormouse with very little education dormy said the poker if there are three apples on a plate one red one green and one white and you are told to take your pick of the lot there are four things you can do not three what are they asked tom meekly you can take a red one a white one a green one or all three see oh yes said tom beginning to smile again i see you don't want me to choose watching the earth go round or going to saturn or taking the long jump but you do want me to choose all three now you are talking sense said righty and sense is what we are after that's it said the poker now what do you choose dormy all three roared tom the dormouse is getting his eyes open said lefty which is very proper put in righty for there is a great deal for him to see not so much as there is for me to see said the poker my what a lot there is for me to see the first thing for us to do said lefty paying no attention to the poker's words is to get a good place for us to sit so that sleepyhead can see the world there's no better place than this cloud said the poker i've sat here many a time and studied china by the hour it's a little too far away for sleepyhead said lefty dormy mustn't be allowed to strain his eyes never thought of that said the poker of course i can see a great deal farther than he can my how far i can see what's the matter with our pushing the cloud in a little nearer 
nothing if we can do it said Righty. but can we we can wink our eye and try as the poet says returned the poker ever heard that poem dormy no returned tom that is not that i know of i've heard lots of poetry in my life but it goes in one ear and out the other you must have a queer head said the poker peering into tom's ear how a poem poured into one ear can go out of the other i can't understand there doesn't seem to be any opening there his head isn't solid like ours said lefty it's too bad to be afflicted the way he is he ought to do the way a boy i knew once did he suffered just as dormy does you'd tell him a thing in his left ear and the first thing you'd know pop it would all come out of the other ear and be lost the poor fellow was growing up to be an ignoramus couldn't keep a thing in his head until one night i overheard his father and mother talking about it in the library the boy's father wanted to punish him for not remembering what he learned at school when his mother said just what dormy here said that everything went in one ear and out of the other then they both looked sad and the mother rubbed her eyes until the tears came i couldn't stand that if there's one thing in the world i can't stand it's other people's sorrows mine don't amount to much but other people's do sometimes i felt so bad for the poor parents that i racked and racked my brains trying to think of some way to cure the boy it took me a week but i got it at last and the next time the boy's parents talked about it i took the matter in hand i simply walked out to the fireplace where i was and said i hope you will excuse the interference of an andiron ma'am but i think your boy can be cured of his ear trouble noble fellow said the father after he got over his surprise at my unusual behavior what do you suggest put a cork in his other ear said i and they did and from that time on the boy never lost a bit of information any one gave him he grew up to be a dreadfully wise man and when he finally died he was known as the human encyclopedia that was a noble act of yours said the poker did you have the idea patented no said the andiron i wanted to but the patent rules require that a working model should be sent with a request for a patent for the patent office to keep which of course i couldn't do why not asked tom i couldn't get a boy who would consent to spend his life in the showcase i could get all the corks i wanted but no boy and so i had to give it up replied lefty with a sigh i'd have been a rich andiron today if i could have had that idea patented i shouldn't be surprised if i'd had it had enough to have righty and the poker and myself gold-plated oh well i wouldn't feel bad about that said the poker what's the use you're bright as any gold that ever shined and you are quite as useful gold may be worth more than you are but what of it the people who bought you are willing to change their gold for you so that really puts you ahead as for myself i wouldn't be gold if i could gold pokers aren't worth anything as pokers and what's more if i were gold tom's father would lock me up in the safe every night and then i couldn't travel about the way i do never thought of it in that light said lefty i'm glad i'm brass after all but you were going to tell us a poem weren't you asked tom yes said the poker it's a simple little verse but there is a good deal of fine advice in it all it says is if you're in doubt if you can do a thing someone has asked you to don't sit down and moan and cry because you can't but wink your eye and try 
there's good advice enough for a lifetime in that dormy said the right hand iron and now let's see if we can move the cloud the four little creatures set out at once to push the cloud nearer to the earth so that tom could see the ladder going around more clearly but their efforts were in vain the cloud wouldn't budge an inch no use said the poker panting with his exertion there is only one thing to do now and that is to send for the bellows if he'll come and blow in his usual style we'll have that cloud where we want it in less than no time i'd blow it there myself for i am a far better blower than the bellows is my how i can blow but i'm out of breath trying to push the cloud i'll run back and get the bellows said lefty and i'll go with you said righty he may not come for one but i'm sure he will for two all right said the poker dormy and i will wait here for you and i'll tell him a story while you're gone how will that suit you dormy first rate said tom i like stories we'll be back soon said the right hand iron as he and the others started back after the bellows so make your story short very good returned the poker amiably i'll make it so short that dormy will hardly know that it was ever begun and so tom was left sitting on a big cloud way up in the sky with the poker which was indeed a very novel position for a small boy like him to be in End of chapter three